Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. I just kind of felt and sensed in my heart God was still doing a work, wanting to do a work to prepare us for 2024, this year. And like, we're already, we're already past a month, but what a month it was with 21 days of prayer and fasting, amen? I mean, I believe if you just locked in with us, it positioned you well, but I believe there's still another work he wants to do today. In fact, the beginning or context to what I want to share today, what's on my heart, really began in me a year ago. And every January, I have the privilege of speaking to our young adult group, the very first service of the year. And I love it. I love bringing a message to them for the year right at the beginning. And what I'm going to share today kind of has, that was the beginning of it a year ago, January 2023. And it's been rolling around in my heart and my spirit for a while. And, uh, and it's because I know God had something more and certainly in me and molding and shaping and, and taking that to walk in. But I believe it's for us as a church as well. And then in our time of 21 days of prayer and fasting, and uh, uh, every time we have prayer, I just encourage you to come. We pray every Saturday morning. But the three Saturday mornings that I was leading in prayer during the 21 days, God dropped the passage of Scripture in my heart going back to last year and Luke 13. In fact, you can go ahead and turn there, Luke 13 specifically verses six through nine. And this just kept rolling around in me. And I felt like the more I prayed it and prayed it out, the more God was revealing and speaking. And I knew it was for me. I knew it was for us. And so I hope that you have ears to hear and a heart to receive today. What I believe is for all of us. I believe that this will be our best year ever, naturally, if it's our best year ever, spiritually. That that's where it all begins. So 21 days of prayer and fasting for those who were able to join us and participate. And then I believe today God is just speaking something to us to get us launched out into this year. I truly believe this could be, should be our best, most fruitful year ever in the things of God. I want to read this passage of scripture for you, and it's a parable. Jesus was speaking parables as he was teaching. Jesus would use this. It's his favorite form of teaching. And a parable simply, if you do not know, is a story. So Jesus would tell stories that would help illustrate what he's trying to get across, because what good does it do if you don't understand it, right? Have you ever been in a place and you've heard, I've been places and conferences and stuff, and I'm hearing somebody speak, and at the end, I have no idea what they just said, right? I'll come home, my wife will say, how was it? What'd they talk about? I don't know what they talked about, but it was like an hour of my life, right, or whatever. But Jesus used parables to help us understand because he wanted us to see it, feel it, and live it. And so we're going to look at one of the parables that I think is important for us today. So let me read that for you. Luke 13, verses 6 through 9, and this is all in your live notes. So Jesus told this parable, a man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. Now that sounds like kind of like God's done with us, right? He's going to cut us down and throw us into the fire. No, what I want you to get out of this, this is what I felt God spoke to my heart. Like this is the year that we are fruitful more than ever. I don't know what the previous years have looked like. And this is specifically talking about a three-year period of time that the owner would come every year at the beginning of the year and see if this particular tree was producing fruit and then he saw none. And then you can see how the, 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 the exchange between then the gardener and the vine dresser got in between and was saying, give me one more year with the tree. A couple things I want you to understand in the story. Uh, number one, the vineyard here, in the middle of a vineyard, 
a fig tree was planted, which is not unusual. I mean, if you studied out back in the day, they're looking the owner, and the owner in the story is God. God is the owner in this parable, and he has planted a vineyard, and in the middle of his vineyard, he put a fig tree. Now, when you study fig trees in Scripture, Old and New Testament, it represents the children of God, the people of God. And so, therefore, it would represent you and I as part of the people of God. So, here we see a vineyard full of vines with grapes and a tree planted in the middle based on what the owner wanted to do. Again, it was not uncommon because uh, an owner would find a place that had very fertile ground that was very conducive for growth and producing fruit. And not only would he plant his vineyard there, but they occasionally would put a fig tree there or a pomegranate tree that would grow and flourish because it's in one of the best environments that there could be. Now, what you see then is here is a fig tree that hasn't produced in three years. Now, we don't know if the fig tree had only been planted three years ago. I mean, that's certainly our assumption, but the fig tree could have been planted 10 years ago. And then for whatever reason, it just stopped producing. And then so now the owner, God in this sense, is coming and he's looking at the fig tree and wondering why in the environment he put that fig tree in, why is it not producing fruit? Because that's his expectation. Because understand what the owner knows is, I put this fig tree in this environment for a reason, knowing that everything in this environment would be conducive for their growth. The good things and the bad things would still help this tree produce fruit. The environment's the same for every tree in every vine, every fig tree and this uh, uh, vineyard here. The environment's the same. They're receiving the same sun. They're receiving the same rain. They're in the same soil, if you will. They have all the same things and benefits there, also the same challenges. And here is a tree that's not producing. And the owner says, it's my expectation for it to produce. Now, understand in that moment, the vine dresser or the gardener who represents Jesus comes and gets in the middle. Why do I know that the vine dresser is Jesus? Because he stood between the owner and the tree and said, I got this, I'll take this on me. Aren't you glad for Jesus? And, and God, the owner, has expectation of production and nothing was happening. And so he, he comes along and the vine dresser, the master gardener says, no, whatever you have for them, put it on me. I'm gonna take this. They're gonna be mine. This tree's gonna be mine. I'm gonna take care of it. I'm gonna break up the soil around it. I'm gonna give it what it needs. I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna take care of this. Give us another year. And I would say this morning that I believe God would speak to all of us that this is our year. I don't know what last year, the last two years, three years, 10 years, I don't know, 30, I don't, I don't know, but, but it doesn't matter because here's what I believe today. The guard, master gardener is here in our life to say, I've got you. This is gonna be our most fruitful year we have ever had in our life. And I don't know what that looks like for you. I believe that's what he's saying to this church. I believe we've been productive. And there's moments and times in my life, but I believe it's been productive. But I believe that God is saying, we can produce more fruit. Maybe you're on the other side. Maybe you feel like, I've not had three good years. I've not had three good days, right? Maybe you feel like, I don't want another year like it's been. I can't do another year. I can't go on. I can't take this. I don't want this. I, I can't see it getting any better. And to you, I would say, there is a master gardener in your life that would say, if you give me one more year, we will produce. I love that the master gardener, Jesus, intervening on our behalf, coming to do a work that only the master gardener could do. 
I love this picture because I believe it does reflect a lot of us at times in life and wherever we are in seasons. And I believe that Jesus is always saying, give me one more year. But can I say this morning, Tree of Life, as we begin 2024, give us a year. I know some people are making decisions and you're not really sure. I get that. But find wherever the owner wants to plant you and then be planted. The Bible says those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish. See, we have this tendency to not see anything for a while, and so we'll hop around and move around. But the master gardener says, it takes time to produce fruit. Give me a year. Give a year commitment to being planted in a place where the master gardener can come. Because listen, we're all experiencing the same environment. It's the same sun that we sit under. It's the same rain that falls. It's all the same environment. So the difference to you and I is not the environment we are in. It's the soil in our life. Come on, somebody. So every other thing, every other plant, every other vine, tree, if you will, in that garden possibly could be flourishing, but one caught the attention of the owner. In this environment, you can produce what is going on. And I don't, I don't want to say this. This is not a, uh, a hard message. I don't mean it to be. I hope it to mean a, a hopeful message. Like we got one more year and the, the master gardener's here and all that. And we'll get to that in a moment. But it would almost be like because the owner came to check every year. And I feel that with me and God, the year for myself and the church, the owner came and said every year. I'm almost like, really? It's the same as it was last year? Almost as if to say, your marriage hasn't gone any further than it has the last year? Again, no judgment here, but understand the reality of life because you're in an environment where the owner has put you and planted you for success and there's a master gardener there that's willing to do work with you and take that upon himself. And so it's almost like your family hasn't progressed. It's not this sense of poor me or oh me. It's like, here's the possibility. It can be better than it was. You can produce and not feel like you have nothing to give, nothing to offer, and I just can't do one more year like this. And I would say this, this is gonna be your fruitful year. I believe that, but it's some things are gonna have to happen, right? What's interesting to me in the story as well is uh, when the master gardener intervenes and he begins to share, uh, intervene you know, between the owner and the tree, and he says, I need, just give me one more year. This is not, there's not a quick fix. Give me one more, you didn't get, it didn't get here overnight. It may be three years of things leading up to that and maybe 10 years, we have no idea, but it didn't happen overnight. And so we're not gonna get out of this overnight, but I'm gonna personally take care of this one. I mean, he's the master gardener, isn't he doing that in the garden already? But he says, no, I know what needs to happen here. I'm gonna specifically break up the hard ground and I'm gonna fertilize it. You know, what's funny to me in that story is when you look at the King James, I grew up on the King James translation. My dad was a King Jamer, <laughs> and my mom was amplified. And my dad would always say, your mom likes the amplified because it uses so many more words. But anyways, <laughs> but my dad was King James, right? I mean, sometimes I think he talked that way around the house, but I'm like, come on, dad. And so the King James says this, the master gardener says, give me one more year. I'm going to dig around it and dung it. And I thought, I thought, what a great shirt for the merch store. <laughs> Jesus wants to dig you and dung you in 24. That's, that's okay, maybe not. Okay, so <laughs> for a minute, I was right there. <laughs> but what the master gardener says is two things. Here's two things that need to happen for you to be fruitful this year. You're already planted in a great environment. 
And everything in this environment is necessary for your growth. Everything that you experience. The Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. We're all in an environment here, right? We're in the same economy. We're in the same political system. Come on. We're in all the kind of things that you want. We're in the same racial tension. We're in, the, we're in that around us and stuff, and we experience it differently for sure. But nonetheless, there's these things, and, 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 and God says, it's okay. I have you planted where I wanted you to give you the opportunity to grow. So something's happened, not environmentally, if you will. So that means something happened with the soil around our tree. And the scripture has many passages of scripture that talks about that the soil is representative of your heart. You can be in a positive growth environment and still have a hard heart. The difference between every tree is the soil around that tree because the environment's all the same. So the question is, how's your heart? How how are you starting out this year with your heart? Because you're in an environment God put you in to grow. So it's not the environment, but what's going on in here? How's your heart right now? In fact, you can look in Mark 4, you can look in Matthew 13, and you can look at different soils represented there, but all speaking about the heart. And then you can find the good heart, the good soil, the heart rather, with understanding of the word. So it produces some 100, some 30, some 60. But listen, understand something that the difference for you and I then is not the environment that we're in. You can go, but you can go to another environment, but it's gonna be the same environment. You're gonna be under the same sun. You're gonna be under the same rain. But where's your heart? How's that, how's that working for you? And so what Jesus understands is Jesus sees this is a heart issue. And so he says, let me dig up around it. I need to address the soil. And maybe for some of us in here, we have found ourselves for whatever reason over time that we have been hurt, we have been wounded, and we have hardened our heart. In fact, yesterday during our time of prayer, as we were praying this out, Pastor Rob prayed and he prayed this. He felt the Lord lead him to say that offense and unforgiveness is a hardener of the heart. Hurt is a hardener of the heart. Disappointment. It's maybe that I thought God would do something, I would be something more, where I would be more than I am right now, and I have allowed my heart to be hardened because where are you, God? Maybe it was because somebody did something to you and you don't understand how God let that happen, or or maybe you've hardened your heart to people and relationships. Maybe, maybe you've hardened your heart to a spouse. Maybe your heart has grown hard to a family. Maybe there's a work that needs to happen in your heart first. Because if that soil around your heart is hard, how is the rain supposed to get and do what the rain is supposed to do? How is the, the nutrients, if you will, supposed to get in and do what it's supposed to do? And so Jesus, the master gardener, says, let me break up the soil around, around them. He, he, wants to, he wants to break the hardness of your heart so it's soft and pliable to, to respond to the voice of God. Maybe, maybe you're now and you, you, I can't even hear the voice of God anymore. Where is he gone? Has he forgotten me? Not, no, you, you've just allowed the world and things that happened to harden the soil of your heart. That his voice is not able to penetrate, but it's still there. But something there has been hardened for whatever reason, and we could list numerous reasons, but nonetheless, the result could be a hard heart towards God or the things of God. And so the master gardener says, let me come and dig up that soil. Let me come and break up that soil. Let me come and and break those hard things apart and soften that. And I would say, we don't like that because it hurts. I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. 
And so we don't allow him to do his work. And we wonder why we're not producing anymore. It's because we haven't allowed the master gardener to come and break up the hard soil around our heart that has come through real hurts. I'm not denying that. Real pain, not denying that. Real betrayals, not denying that. But you can't live that way. Because you shut, you shut other people out, you shut God out. You can't just keep this open and close this. It's not possible. And so the master gardener says, I need to come in and break up the soil around your heart. I need to make your heart soft again. And thank goodness it's what he does. He's the master gardener. And also what I, what I just felt, and we, we prayed these out the last couple of Saturdays, and it was this moment of, I had this picture. And I don't know if this sounds weird to you, but I had this picture in prayer. And then I actually then prayed it out, what I, what I just felt I saw. I saw the master gardener get on his knees around the soil of my tree. And I saw him not only just work the shovel and break up the, break up the hard ground, but, but I knew that it wasn't just the surface that was hard. I knew he had to dig deeper. And I saw him digging deeper. And then I saw him put the shovel away. And I saw him reaching. And I, I feel like he's, saying, he's reaching in with his hands lovingly compassionately, carefully, removing all the, the hurt and the pain that, that we've allowed into our heart. And, he, and I see him like when we saw the picture the, uh, when Jesus washed the feet and he put the servant's towel around his waist and got down to wash his feet. I see him coming down to your tree on his knees and then digging with his hands to be careful because he doesn't want to damage the root. But understand the master gardener needs to get to the root. He's not there just to dig the hard places away. He's not just there to remove the rocks or the thorns. He wants to dig down to the root. And some of us have uh, gotten to a place before we've let him come and dig, let him come and dig, but we've not allowed him to dig all the way. And there's something there down on the inside of us that maybe we've allowed to be there for a long time. And we, we talk about this all the time. We need to address the roots and you need to let Jesus, the master gardener, dig all the way to the root but we don't want him to see the root. We don't want anybody else to see the root because it's not pretty sometimes. We don't like it, but he has to do his work so you can produce this year. You gotta let him. So I, I, I have this picture in my heart that he's digging all the way very carefully, very carefully to expose the root. Expose the root to him. Expose the root to his love. Expose the root to his forgiveness. Expose the root to what he can do. Not expose it to everybody else, but you have to let him do his work. He's, for some of us, he's got to dig deeper than he's ever dug before because we've not allowed him to see that dark place in our lives. Maybe it's, maybe it's something... We don't want him to know, but he knows. We don't want anybody else to know, so we've even denied that it existed, but yet it's there. And the pain of it. But if you can see him on his hands and knees carefully, removing and exposing, and, and he'll expose the, the, the broken places on the root so he can lovingly fix that, restore that. He'll expose ex Expose maybe the dark places on the root. Maybe, maybe something has wounded. It's coming. But he has to do that work. He's the master gardener. It's what he does. It's not going to happen any other way. But for this year to be your most fruitful year or your fruitful year to get unstuck, you have to let him come dig up the soil of your heart. You have to let him come and dig deep and remove everything and expose the root so he then can pour in the fertilizer fertilizer, the things that will bring healing, 
Uh, for those that have been in church a long time, you'll understand this phrase. So he can pour in the oil and the wine. The kind that restoreth my soul. So he can come in and pour Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Shalom. So he can come and pour into our lives the things that will restore us and replenish us because that's what fertilizer is. And it will come and it will fix and it will restore. The broken places will be healed and the diseased places will be cast out. Those things will be removed and healing will come. But here's what I also know, and this is what kind of popped up on Saturday in our time of prayer. The reality is fertilizer really is stinky and smelly. I don't know if I should use mom, forgive me of this. It's manure. (laughs) And then I thought when I was praying that out, I thought, well, that was a weird image. But here's what I felt like the Lord showed me, showed us for us. That those messy places, those hurts, those places that maybe even disgust you, he, the master gardener, He can take that and turn that around to something that will grow you. He can take the messy places of our life, the hurts, the pains, the things we never want to think about, never want to know about again. The master gardener on his hands and knees can see that when that's exposed and he can take those things and he will use those things to help you grow if you let him. Those things do not define you. Those things do not define you but he will use them to help grow you because he's the master gardener. I mean, I know that there's just messy things in our lives. There's just is because we're human and we live in this world. I I know there's things that we don't want exposed. I I, I know there's things that even that we don't want to see again, even that, that disgust us. But here's what I know. He carefully, carefully not only removes all the dirt, all the rocks, but then he carefully Inserts healing, forgiveness, freedom, love, joy, peace. He takes the things that the enemy meant for bad and turns them around to good. He, he, he meant the things, he takes the things that the enemy meant for you to give up. He uses them to help you grow up and produce all the things he has for you. That's what I know. What will you do this year? Will it be like every other year that you've experienced? Oh, not me. Will you allow the master gardener to come and dig and fertilize? Will you allow him to come and do what only he can do? Will you allow him to come and do his work? I mean, after all, that's who he is and that's what he does. And he stands in front of the owner and says, I'll take this on me. I will put the work in if they will let me. They're not alone in this. I'm committed Give me a year. Will you give him a year? It's not going to happen overnight because we didn't get there overnight. But will you give him a year, the master gardener, to come and do what only he can do? Because it's going to take some time to dig some of that stuff out, I think. And it's going to take some time to put some of that stuff in. But nonetheless, he's committed for you to grow. Because he's not finished with you yet. God's not finished with you yet. But it's going to take a work of the master gardener. Are you willing to allow him as uncomfortable as it may be, as painful as it may be. Will you allow him to come and break up those things, break up as long as it may take to get that out, to get him in? Are you willing 
to give him a year so this year won't be like every other year? So in fact, this year is your year of breakthrough. This year is your year of production, of fruitfulness, greater than you've ever experienced. This is the year. But you gotta let him do his work. So, and we've been getting ready for this morning and I really felt that there's a moment. All we know to do, right? All we know to do is to create a moment to create a moment for you to connect with the master gardener. See, because we all are in the same environment right now. We are. We've all been singing the same songs. We've been hearing the same message. We're all in the same environment. But what will you do with the soil of your heart? Because all of it could be different. We could be in a room of fig trees right now. But the master gardener is here just for you. And even though we're in this same environment, you will determine if you allow him to do his work. Will you do that? So here's what I saw. To create a moment in an environment for you to allow, invite and allow the master gardener to begin his work. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.